enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Phil Armstrong, your host for tonight's Prophecy Zone show. We're going to be talking a little bit about... uh, uh, Barack Obama being reelected, um, but um, for right now I'm having some technical difficulties, like almost every time uh, that I get on, um, I have some form of technical difficulty. But um, I think I understand what's going on, so uh, we're just gonna keep going. So, um, I'd like to welcome you all to I have a, 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 a few gripes, um, if you want to call them complaints. Um, and um, I'd like to start off by saying we, uh, as Christians, are to look at God uh, as our leader. And God has ordained ministers uh, evangelists, preachers, teachers, uh, for the furtherance of the gospel, and to strengthen the uh, people who become saved. We call it the discipleship. We uh, have one Savior, and uh, and His name is Jesus Christ. Uh, there is a blessed hope called the rapture of the church that I wanted to deeply talk about, but I can tie it in. Um, that the Bible says in Second, uh, in actually Titus two, the hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Of course, it says God and, and Savior, but uh, I wanted to emphasize the word Lord. Um, I want to say y'all a quick clip, and I'll be right back. First of all, give an honor to God. And our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Y'all stand up right now. You got to Okay, so we're back. Now, either I can take that seriously or something's mentally wrong with Jamie Foxx. And um, I'm going to go with the first one. 
as if he actually believes that Barack Obama has some type of deity to him or some type of uh, lordship or some type of uh, godliness to him. And see, society is already prepared for the Antichrist to come out and say that I am God and you are little gods. Um, I wish I had a clip of TBN, some of their people on TBN saying things like, uh, we are little gods and we know we are little gods and I am a little god. You know, something to, 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 to that, um, to that aspect, but, uh, aspect, but, um, uh, what what killed Sodom and Gomorrah was not homosexuality; it was a symptom of evil, um, and and also I can say also that um, uh, believe it or not, when you look at someone that's gay, um, you also got to understand that you can be um, out of God's will also by looking uh, at the opposite sex. Or um, looking at porn, or or you know drinking too much alcohol, or or bouncing, you know, uh, taking your your taxes and cheating on your taxes. I wasn't gonna say bouncing a check, but everybody do that. Um. So the one thing I, I wanted to express today is that um, don't have your confidence in the arm of man. Spoken of in Isaiah, it talks about uh, that we are to not look at uh, our brother uh, who can redeem us, which cannot redeem us. Actually, it says, um, our, your, "Your next door neighbor cannot redeem you. Neither could your brother or your sister. No one can redeem you but Jesus Christ. He is the only one that can redeem you uh, to go to heaven." Um, so every four years, we're looking for some politician to save us from destruction, or at least to give me more than I had last year. And, um, African Americans, my own race, um, seem to believe that Barack Obama can do no wrong. And as Christians, we need to pray for Barack Obama that that first of all he will get saved and his family also and um believe it or not most of the families that have been in the white house um in for the last three presidents i think it was uh, <coughs> maybe skipping over um george bush senior but i know that ronald reagan and his wife had some fuddy duddy stuff going on in the white house having you know these um channelers come in and 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 all of these, you know, they would, they would, I know the Reagans, um, they would call their um, astrologers and ask them what would be the next move, you know. And um, believe it or not, Barack Obama's mother in law happens to be into voodoo. Now, um, uh, if, if this is the case, then, um, then we cannot stay away from individuals who want to bring demonic explorations into our sphere of the Oval Office or the White House. Um, I believe that the whole country, 
is engulfed in seances and rituals and 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 these things, especially on our television. Our television is bombarded by uh excuse me. Testing, testing. Our television is bombarded by um these um programs that our kids are listening to on a daily basis. Now, what does this have to do with worshiping men over God? Well, we've we've always had idols. Uh, as as a people, we've always had idols. I mean, that's just human nature. Um, um, baseball players, football players, basketball players, movie stars, actresses, presidents, prime ministers. Uh, we've always had idols. Whether you put them up in the God's position or not, or did Jamie Foxx actually mean what he meant, is is another conversation by itself. I mean, somebody can always come up to you and say, well, he was just joking because he's a comedian. Look, folks, Jesse Jackson Jr., um, I, I'm downstairs, so I'm not on my faster computers. That's quick. Um, uh Jacks. Hold on for a second. I want to find something right quick. Um, I'm not sure who said what, but I know Spike Lee said that um, that we're going to have to change. I might be getting them mixed up, but we might go, we're going to have to change it. The time from A.D. to from in B.C. to before Barack and and after Barack, and either he's smoking drugs or he was crazy in the first place. Nothing against him. I pray for him. Uh, but, but it had to be. Uh, it could have been Spike Lee. Spike Lee said something else, and I can't remember what what, what these guys said. And I got it right here, but I'm not too particularly. I'm getting the two mixed up. I think Spike, what did Spike Lee say? Um, anyway, I just kind of thought about just bringing that on because I wasn't going to even say it, say anything about that. But, yeah, one of them said, I can't remember who it was, said that you're going to have to get rid of, instead of A.D. and B.C., we're going to have to say before Barack and after Barack. And I thought that was ridiculous by itself. The guy is a mere man. He has. We need to pray for him. He he is he's under under achieved as president of the United States. And I will leave it at that. Um, when we look at Barack Obama and the height that there's so much hype, uh, so much to look forward to, so much. So so many things in the valleys and in, in, in the hills and the mountaintops that was the king, which was a great leader, and we're looking for Barack Obama to save us from what? Being poor? We're always going to be poor. We're always going to have poor people. What is Barack Obama was supposed to save us from? I mean. I'm not saying he's the worst president in history, like some people say. Um, I'm pretty sure there were presidents that were worse than he was. But um, I'm not going to say that he was not close to the worst. Um, 
neither of them I'm going to sit up here and say George Bush was something a great president because George Bush, I did not like George Bush. Matter of fact, I had more problems with George Bush than I did with Barack Obama. And I think what gets me mad most of all, and yeah, I'm taking it personal, is that Jesus Christ came to die on the cross for you and I, with color, regardless of what color you are. Just like Martin Luther King said, it's not about the color of your skin. Um, Barack Obama did not die on the cross for us. Did you see the picture of Barack Obama um, that was supposed to be in an art institution at first? And then they took it out the art institution and they put it in, in, a, in, a, in a college um, uh, and now it's hanging up, but it's, it's both is drawing outrage <coughs> from um, people on the outside, and I can see why. Now it's not Barack Obama's fault that he uh, is idolized enough for somebody to put him on a pedestal like that, but I'm pretty sure he does not have a problem with it. I know if somebody's trying, if I was president of the United States, well, thank God I'm not, but if I was president of the United States and somebody tried to hang up a picture of me and, and as Jesus Christ, if I didn't, if, I, if I'm if i saved and I'm born again, I'm probably going to say, take that thing down. I recommend it. You know, take that mess down. I'm pretty sure that the president say that, then they'll, they'll listen. But um, I got it. So, folks, I got to play this again for y'all. I'll be right back. First of all, give an honor to God and our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Y'all stand up right now. You got And then listen to the crowd. The crowd is just cheering. So either they taking it as a joke or they taking it as he's for real. And uh, I'm here to tell y'all folks, and y'all heard it from me first. First, you need to pray for Barack Obama, but you've heard it from me first that black folk will on Barack Obama if everything goes to doo-doo. If everything goes to Quacker Jacks and 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 and, and, um, and poop, we know that the African Americans will be the first to say something about it. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. Peace and security, freedom, and the rule of law. 
out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order, can emerge. Now we can see a new world coming into view, a world in which there is a very real prospect of a new world order. The Council on Foreign Relations, known as the CFR, an organization publicly sworn to destroy American national sovereignty and usher in a tyrannical world police state, could not contain their glee on September 12th, the day after the tragic attack. They announced their new world order. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. World order. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Now, be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future in the rapture of the church, the concentration camps of the enemy, your host, once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to The Zone, the Prophecy Zone. Chapter 11, it talks about Antiochus Epiphanes as a mirror of the Antichrist. The Antichrist, first of all, Antiochus Epiphanes was not an African, African or black, number one. He was um, Syrian, well, from the territory of Syrian. Um, the um, Lusage, uh Empire, so Lusage Empire was an offshoot of the Grecian Empire and uh, Antiochus Epiphanes believe it or not was the ruler of Iraq Empire 
with a little grease on it. And we know Lebanon um, happens to be part, well, used to be part of Syria until they broke apart. So the Antichrist will come out of the Middle East. Some people say, well, he'll come out of Europe. I used to believe that. But after reading Daniel 8, after reading Daniel 7, after reading definitely Daniel chapter 2, and after reading Revelation 13, the empires of the Middle East, or the countries of the Middle East, like Persia, which used to be Iran, I mean, Iran used to be Persia, uh, Turkey, um, when we look at um, Babylon, which is Iraq, and we we look at Daniel chapter 2, we notice that these these in, these countries gobbled up each country. So, and for, for for instance, Daniel chapter 2, we know Medo Persian it was gobbled up by Medo Persian. We know that Medo Persian was gobbled up by uh, Greece, and then we know that in time, um, Greece fell by itself, uh, and, and technically, um, the Roman Empire came to power. So, when we look at this this Daniel chapter two, we understand that. If each country was ate up by the next country, or each country's heritage or or the customs were ate up by the next country, because each country took a little bit of each country. So Alexander the Great would take over a nation, and he would take customs from that nation and keep it. So that's telling me that in Daniel chapter 2, that Babylon... um, Babylon by um, uh, the Medes and the Persians. So as these countries get, gobble up each other, they would take different. They would take their uh, customs and their ways. So this is why I believe that the countries of the Middle East have to play a big role when the empire rises to power. So when the the last day empire that will be here before the Antichrist within if it's weeks or months within days, the Antichrist will come out of this empire. So the Bible says that I looked into the sea and I saw a beast with ten horns and seven heads, and then. You saw a little horn come up. Well, this is Daniel chapter seven, which was subdued three. And, and remember, it's the first. That's why it gives me leeway to believe that the Antichrist is a king rather than a president. Uh, I believe I don't believe Barack Obama is the Antichrist. First of all, he's already been on the scene for four years. I do not believe the Antichrist will be on the scene until after the church is gone. Um. And that's a, that's a whole radio program by itself because I wanted to get into the rapture of the church. But the Antichrist will be someone that will come out out of nowhere. Um, 
And, and there's been some shadows, like Barack Obama is a shadow of the Antichrist. He is a forerunner, just like Ninadinejad from Iran is a forerunner of the Antichrist. And he even claims himself to be a forerunner of the Antichrist. Is he the Antichrist? The Bible talks about the Antichrist having to look more stout than his fellows. And it gives you evidence that the Antichrist is a tough-looking individual. So if you want to just take that that one uh, that that one description of the Antichrist, it says they call him the King of Fierce Features. Now, if he if, if the king is it talked about the he, we saw a, a king arise and he was fierce, like in Isaiah um, Isaiah nineteen, they should be ruled by a fierce king. Then they're talking about his attitude. Um, his 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 character. He's fierce. He's mean. He's he's vindictive. He's 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 able to uh, sway. Like just recently, um, Mosey or whatever his name is uh, was making sure that no one could um, rebuttal any of his laws that he put through. So is that the first first leg towards a? Um, a a a system of uh, uh, tyrannical government is that the first wing of it? It could be. But getting back to Barack Obama, Barack Obama does not have a look more stout than his fellows. And who's his fellows? Congress, the king of fierce features. That means he has a look that is tough. Um, good-looking guy looks like. Superman, I mean, really good-looking guy. Uh, and, yeah, Barack Obama is a good-looking guy, but will he have a tough look? Does he have a tough look? No. You say, where are you getting this from? I'm getting it from the Bible. The Bible says that the king of fierce features or the king that have a, shall have a look more stout than his fellows. A mouth speaking great. It's okay. But he's not no better than John F. Kennedy. We're acting like Barack Obama's the greatest speaker since Martin Luther King or since John F. Kennedy. No, he's not. I don't think he's that great of a speaker. He has a nice tone of voice, but a lot of the things that he speaks about is read off a teleprompter. Without a teleprompter, he's no good. I mean, there's so many things that can eliminate Barack Obama as the Antichrist. It's almost sickening. I don't think, like I said before, I don't think the Antichrist will be on the scene for four years before the tribulation period begins. Some people think that we're already in the tribulation period, which I doubt it. Okay. So um, let's get back to the Jamie Foxx saying that Barack, our Lord and Savior. Now, the world is ready and primed for the Antichrist to rise, but it's just saying Barack Obama. And you see clear evidence that says that Barack Obama, uh, either by the black community, the African-American community, or now by everybody, no, not even close. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. But there's a lot of people who think Barack Obama's the greatest thing to happen to this earth. And either we're living in a delusion or somebody better hurry up and wake up. Because we're going to be in for a rude awakening. 
when we wake up and find out that Barack Obama is not who he planned, made up himself to be. And he's not going to be the only leader that's going to wake up and find himself in a position where, uh, and that's why a lot of these individuals are getting out of getting out of the United States because they know what's happening. They just don't know when. Now they're going to get an upper hand and, and understand when. That's that's up to them. I know that I was watching um, Ace Ventura. Ventura. Um, it's called Conspiracy. They were researching a, a underground bunkers for the globalists. And um, I do believe that the globalists are going to go on the ground while all of us suffer. When all our lights are off, they're going to be living comfortably in an underground city that's just as pretty as uh, the, the super mall in Minnesota. And um, your Lord and Savior, Barack Obama, will be underneath the ground. And also his family also, which... I have nothing against this family. And technically, I have nothing against him because I need to pray for him. You know, but I am, I am going to tell y'all this. I don't, I don't, I don't believe he has the United States best interests at heart. Um, I am one who don't talk about the presidents too much. If you actually listen to uh, my shows before uh, George Bush got out of office, I didn't about George Bush, and I hardly say anything about Barack Obama. It's because the Bible um, is straight on what uh, we should be talking about and how we should pray for our leaders. That does not mean that I approve of Barack Obama. I am so far from approving Barack Obama that it's almost ridiculous. Uh, I I believe that uh, everybody will stand in front of God to give an account. Just because God ordained someone to be president of the United States does not mean he approves of anybody in the United States, um, being a president of the United States, rather. That does not mean he approves of you. Um, I mean, he, he used Adolf Hitler, and I greatly believe that um, God did not approve of Adolf Hitler. Because uh, he killed, first of all, he killed the Jews. And who Who are the Jews? God's people. Um, I get tired of the, you know, back and forth bickering between, um, you know, the, the the Jews are supposed to be the people who control the world. And look, folks, how many people are, how many people, just because Barack Obama's president don't mean we control Barack Obama. So Barack Obama's president of the United States, how many other black folks are president of the United States right about now? So who controls Barack Obama? Do the do we control Barack Obama, or do the do the globalists control Barack Obama? Um, I, I myself, and I know the answer to this question. Ooh, 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 ooh! You know, Horshack and, and, and um, Horshack on the Welcome Back Carter. Ooh, 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 ooh! Well, I got the answer to this. The globalists controlled everything. The Council for Relation. Hillary said that she need to she come down here and she said I come down here to get my orders from the, the from and do what I got to do you know something like that to that thing uh, I'll make sure I get that down too so I can people can believe what I'm saying 
uh, now have the power <laughs> to to downgrade any audio on 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 YouTube or any other place I want to do. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be some good shows coming up. Um, where we're gonna say this is what they said. I remember one one of my old high school friends. Well, not high school friends, but a person I knew in high school was saying, well. When did Barack Obama ever say that that this is not a Christian nation? So I put her, gave her the videotape to say, "Here, no, I rest my case." And that was kind of rude, a little bit to say I rest my case. <laughs> but, but hey, you know what? I'm gonna tell y'all this right now. Uh, Barack Obama is not a Christian. I don't know. I don't even know if he's a closet Muslim. Um, my best guess is he's a closet. That's just a guess. Um, who was Barack Obama? I still don't know who he is. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I, I know more about my Facebook friends than I do know about Barack Obama. And by now, we should know a lot about Barack Obama um, than we do know. But we know we should pray for him, and that's the most important things to pray that pray for him, pray for his family, pray that he'll be saved, pray that he will make the right decisions. Uh, especially about Israel, make sure he makes the right decisions, you know, pray for him and, and pray that he stop hanging out with Jay-Z and all these other rap stars. And um, they're going to even find out because he's going to be exposed to them also that, um, hey, the only thing I wanted was your vote and your support. They're going to come and ask him, Can remember you said you was going to help us out or do this or do that? And he's going to say, no, I don't remember that. Or he's going to be too hard to get in contact with, which is always obvious. The President of the United States is a figurehead who happens to have usurped powers um, in in the form of executive orders to take over transportation and take over communication and take over all the banks and all these other things that the President, uh, each President gave each President powers. And the more, every President would take more powers for the next President. But evidently, one of these days, that last president will be taking powers for himself. Um, What would the United States look like in a completely um, tortured, um, uh, freedom-written, religious, um, intolerant nation look like? Well, I I have news for you. Go see... um, Go see Red Dawn, and that might give you a small clue. There is no movie, including 2012, that good uh, explanation of how the end times will be. There, there, there's never been a movie that has ever been solid. The only thing that's going to give everybody a realistic understanding of the um, end times in the book of Revelation and Daniel and in Ezekiel 38 and 39 is to actually be left behind and go through the tribulation period because there's no, that reality is going to set in and um, people are not going to be able to eat. People are not going to be able to sleep. People are going to be running for their lives on a minute-by-minute basis. And the Bible says when you run from a bear and you think you, and you run in the house and you shut the door, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a spider on the wall. There's a there's a there's a big tarantula ready to bite you, a scorpion. 
speaking of scorpions, in the tribulation period, there's going to be a giant uh, scorpion, a giant beast uh, chasing at the men. Um, and if you go see, go, not go see that for a but you can get on a videotape now. Look at some of these beasts. Uh, what about a battle for, for Los Angeles? Look at some of these beasts. They look kind of familiar. They 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 run they they run together, as the Bible says. They run together and they leap over walls and they go in uniform and and, and it sounds like these are beasts that could be created in a laboratory, but the demons get inside of these beasts. <laughs> now. It says, and I, you know, you saw a bottomless pit open, and these these beasts come out. Are they visible or invisible? Could they be demons, just like the demons that go into a pig, that went into the pig when Jesus said, when they when the demons said, command us to go into this pig, and they go into the pig, and then they end up going in the ocean, the the lake, and they drown. Um, could these be demons that want some place to stay, and they just happen to? Um, uh, convenient to go into these creatures that were made. Uh, I don't know. Uh, are these demons going to come straight out the bottom's pit just with a physical state? I, I have no idea. But the only thing I know for sure is that Jesus Christ is Lord and not Barack Obama. Uh, Jamie Foxx needs to be prayed for too. And a lot of actors and actresses and singers and celebrities need to be prayed for. Um, and um, when 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 you stop and you think about it, where in the world is God, especially in the African American community? If if someone if 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 you um believe that Barack Obama is the savior of this planet, then you need to work out your fear and trembling. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the fear and trembling that you do work out your salvation with. And the working that you work out your salvation with is not actually work. It's carefulness. It's the, it's the aim part. It says... It says, broad is the gate and narrow, narrow, narrow is the way. Narrow is the way to lead to life and few for you to find it. So it's a narrow way to get to heaven. Um, I was reading on uh, what it means to repent. And the Bible says in uh, Romans chapter 13, excuse me, Romans chapter 12, that um, we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And in repentance uh, can be daily repentance. <coughs> be careful with the daily repentance because people don't believe that we should repent about anything. We, they believe that we're fine um, as long as we're there once. And um, <sighs> technically that could be true. But to to live daily and not go to Jesus and say, I'm sorry for this or that, for those sins that you know could put you at risk. Because once you, uh, once you start walking in the light and then you mosey over to the darkness, how great is that darkness? 
when you start to play with the internet in ways that you should not play with the internet or when you start to uh conversate at work about a coworker about uh, you know you get on the phone with with your sister and talk about your family members or gossip and or when you when you start to do that is another issue at at stake here when you, it's another thing at stake um and when we say that um grace is 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 great grace and that uh, when we become born again that God's grace will forgive us for everything even though we don't ask for forgiveness um then that means we can go and live our life the way we want to live our lives and not be bothered with saying forgive me for this or that and and the Bible says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I say do? Is it a standard? Is, is this word of God lift up a standard? I mean, is there a standard to live by where God is even holding us accountable as Christians? In other words, we're not saved by works, but does genuine faith produce of Christianity? Do we say that we're saved but go and sleep with the neighbor's wife, even in mind and not in action maybe? Do we cuss out our wives when the doors are shut? Do we play little games with our taxes? Do we go to work and hide? I mean, just little things that Christians would do, and that is why the Bible says for us to be holy, for he is holy. Now, can we be holy unless there's no man that can be holy. There's only one that came on earth to be holy, and that was Jesus Christ. But, but, if I practice unrighteousness, am I going to go to heaven? Or do I take the Bible's warning and practice? Uh, because God has given me the righteousness to practice. Does God call man to repentance? Or does man call himself to repentance? Does God give us the power to repent? When you repent, you're seeing things through God's eyes, you 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 turn, you make an about face, you go to God. You make you see things the way God sees them. Repentance does not mean you are stop sinning; it means that you see things the way God sees them. And over the course of weeks, or months, or years, He may take out, He He's going to take out everything that is going to easily beset you that you may not. You, that, that causes you not to be able to run the race. But if you're living a sinful life, can you be? Are you going to be in a sinful state? And you're supposed to be a Christian. Will you die in that state? Will you go to hell? Um. The Bible talks first of all about being lukewarm. Now can could can we can we 
can we gather the sinner? Um, excuse me. Can we gather the practicing the Christian who practices unrighteousness? Can we say that he's lukewarm? And what did he say about the lukewarm person? He says, "I'll spew you out of my mouth." So does does that mean? You have to do a clever job to say that the scriptures, when Jesus says, I, I, I wish that you were hot or cold, but you're lukewarm, we have to do a clever job to fit that into the bill that they are, they're acceptable to God because he just spit them out of his mouth. He says, I'll come to you unawares. He says, nothing. They were definitely left behind. Who was Laodicean? So if, if the grace, if the, if the easy believism that grace will emphatically save you no matter what you do, then those who claim to be Christians who happen to be lukewarm rather than hot or cold, where Jesus spews them out of their mouth, in the Church of Philadelphia, he says, I will keep you out of the time of testing. Now, draw the parallel here. There's not many people who say that the Church of Laodicean is way back when. The Church of Laodicean happens to mirror the, the end time church. It's the last church that was mentioned. Um, and it's, because, it's weird because the Church of Attention before Church of Laodicean. And I noticed that a lot of formality there is that they, they were they needed to wash their eyes out and they needed to buy of Jesus gold tried in the fire. Now do you lose your salvation? No. If you was genuinely saved, God would not lose them. Well, who, well how do you know? So you, you won't know. Because he says, um, do truth with repentance. So when you change your mind about something, you get fruit. Like, for instance, if I change my mind about eating and I start losing weight, I change my mind and therefore I'm losing weight. Any fruit worthy of losing weight because you are eating right. That is the thing that is happening to me now, which causes me to lose weight. What makes a person genuinely say is their relationship with Christ. If you are sinning or living a sinful life, it is either you live in a counterfeit relationship or you think it's a relationship when it's not. You ain't listening to one word you say because you're living in sin. So how is it to be repaired? You have another about faith change of mind, you repent about what happened in the past and ask God for power and strength to guide you in the future and in the present. But we need to, if you get genuinely saved, you need to forget those past and, and move forward. But you must have an understanding that God don't like when we walk in a sinful state. 
Now, the Bible talks about having the Spirit of God, and if we don't have the Spirit of God, we do not belong to Him. The Spirit of God is going to correct you. So if you wouldn't save them in the first place, the only person that's going to know that is you and God. Because deep within your womb, in your soul, is going to know something's wrong anyway, unless you're completely deceived. And the Bible does, does also address those who are completely deceived. They, it's like a, taking a hot iron and sharing it with the, uh, the message that they already heard, and they're no longer responding to the Christian reality that Jesus Christ can heal the brokenhearted, but he can also, you know, what he did a long time ago, he says, we were able to heal the sick, the blind, the, 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 the lame, and everything else. He says, fine, you do well, but blessed is he who has his name written in the book of life. So Jesus told um, his disciples also that better is a man to to be lame than to go into hell with his whole body intact. So what does that mean? The consequences of living in sin. He's saying it is better for you to cut your right hand off or pluck your eye out than to go into hell. He's not telling you to do that. So please don't write me. But he's telling you the importance of not walking in sin. The first thing Jesus did was say repent. One of the most intriguing things that he'd done is that he hung out with sinners. He did not come to repair the, the, the heavy, but the sick. So if someone's genuinely walking around thinking that they have not sinned, may God a liar and the truth not in you. When you say that you are not sinning, you're saying that, hey, look at Jesus over there hanging out with those those sinners. Because I don't sin. I don't do none of that stuff. That's not what we're talking about. You know that a thought can be a sin, a bad thought, but check the one you just had. Look at them over there with those sinners. That's one sin right by itself. Folks, we have to come to Jesus. But we have to acknowledge the fact that he has power to deliver us from sins. It says that I am not ashamed. Let me read. The, let me read Romans chapter one, verse ten. Yeah, Bibles. That's fine. You can follow along with me. It says, for, "It says Romans one verse sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first." into the Greek. So he says, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So it's the power of God unto salvation. So the power of God, so the, the, the word of God, the power of God unto salvation. So technically, God can free you from the sin. God even gave remedy you be kept out of temptation. He even in uh, 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 Corinthians, First Corinthians ten twelve, he said, 
Forget that Peter is actually behind James. That's way back in the back. <laughs> First Peter. Uh, I got seven minutes here, so I have to make this quick. But First Peter. Uh, it says First uh, Peter. I'm just going to go ahead and read verse four along with verse five. Well, first five is what I want to focus on. But it says, "To an inheritance uncorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you." who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last days. So the grace of God is actually power. Poor babies, keep sinning, and one day I'll help you. Which technically, if the knowledge that you have formulated in your mind about Jesus takes a while to get there, then you have to deal with that issue. So I'm not saying that person is not saved. I'm saying that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if you transform quickly, that's what you want. You you pray that you have an understanding about the gospel, so you can you can you can wake up tomorrow morning and be free from sin. But what do you tell the person who took too long to be free from something? Do you tell them you're not saved? Look, folks. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Now, do they have to find this out before they stop breathing? We might not find out until we get to heaven. I'm going to tell you to practice sin and, 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 and be okay. I'm going to tell you this. Come to Jesus and live. Come to Jesus and have whatever is you broken. Try with all your heart, mind, and soul. Not that you break it, but you envision Christ until you figure it out. Read his word daily. Seek the Lord's face. Pray. Read your Bible. Get somebody to pray for you. If you have to, if you have to, if you have to, get a, uh, a um, what they call those groups? When you, when you, um, uh, 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 accountability group. Get accountability group if you have to. But the the final call is that you want to be set free and you can be set free by the power of God. If you have addictions, any any drug addictions, any any alcohol addictions, come to Jesus and live. Ask Jesus to take this out of your heart. Take it out of your heart. And they tell him to ask him to make it so you won't like it. You won't want to do it. Because it's so important. It's better if you, you, Jesus said, if, if your right arm offends you, cut it off. Most men are right-handed. When they, when they, when they live in the sin of masturbation, they're right-handed. Most men. If your right arm causes you to sin, cut it off. If your right eye causes you to sin, cut it off. That's also on the stores and looking at the opposite sex. I've been there before. 
who the sun sets free is free indeed. Does he want you to go cut off your arm and cut off your and poke your eyeball out? No, he doesn't. But he wants to show you the importance. It is so important that we be free, that we engage in Christ, that we seek the Lord. That can deliver us from these sins. I've been there, folks. I've been there. And I, and, I, and even after this show, I, I put my guards up. Not that I've done anything in the, in the past, in the near future, in the past, or whatever, so far away. But God has given me, you know, strength to believe in him and to believe in the grace. The grace of God which frees man from sin. Don't think the grace of God is which lets man sin so he can still go to heaven. The the true grace of God frees men from sexual addictions, frees women from sexual addictions. It, it frees us from gossip. It frees us from lust. It frees us from backbiting. It frees us from no self-control. That we need to understand the knowledge of God. When we read the Word of God, we figure this knowledge of God is what frees man. It says, I imagine everything all itself against the knowledge of God. We must know the Bible either by, by there's so many ways to learn the Bible, folks. At the internet, you can listen to preachers, you can listen to the Word, you can listen to the Word and, 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 and you know, in different formats, you can. I mean, there, there's so many things to do. You can you can probably go online and listen to your own preacher again if it's a good if it's a good sermon. But God, be not mocked with a man's source or shall we read? So thank y'all for listening today. I know I came straight at y'all for starting off Barack Obama, but we, we got to know that to be rapture ready, we have to be ready. Not everybody is going in the rapture. Just like he says, not everybody says to me, Lord, Lord, so enter the kingdom of God, but he who is the will of my Father who sent me. But it can also get smurry that if you're doing the will of God and you're still living in sin, you you walk off and, and, and not and forget God and still go to heaven. I don't think that's the case. What it is saying in John, it says they were of us, but they were, they were of us, they were stay with us. But now that they should be manifest to the devil, for the devil's sake. What did he say about the guy in Corinthians? Everybody keeps living off that. Well, he's, you know, um, you know, look at this. Look at how, how they lived in the Corinthian church. Well, he says, give that man over to Satan. Uh, so if he'd have died in that state, he would have went to hell. That's not what it's saying. Well, you can keep splitting hairs all you want. Common sense says that he would have went to hell if he would have died. Hope he repented. But um, thank y'all for listening. Um, and uh, I'll see y'all this week sometime. And God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. I might not even be able to play the right uh, outro. But uh, uh, have a wonderful uh, week. And see y'all. Next show. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. 
Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day.